0: Welcome back, everyone, to another week of Ramban ala Parsha. Um, this week, I want to try to focus on Rambans that relate to war or to conflict. Not because I claim that what the Ramban says and the, the lessons we learn are necessarily halachah but obviously it matters that this was the Ramban's approach. It matters that this is the Ramban's take, and you know that's the plan for today. So, interestingly. Before the first Pesach in Parshas Vayishlach, the Ramban already has a comment. He has kind of an introductory comment to the whole parsha, And so I want to do that. The Ramban makes three points in his introduction. Let's look at them together. Says the Ramban. Again, this is the Ramban before. It's not on any vayatzileu. Okay, says the Ramban. What's this whole parsha teaching us? What are the lessons the parsha is teaching us? So he says the main one is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has the, the ability to protect us, to save us. So point number one, Akkarish Hu saved Yaakov Avinu. Two, Ululamdenu od Shehu batach bitsid kato vihishtadel sala Point number two is almost the opposite of point number one. Yes, Hakarishbahu saved Yaakov Avinu. But Yaakov Avinu acted as if HaKadosh Baruch Hu wasn't going to save him. Yaakov Avinu made a plan, and he made tefillah, and he made Dora, and he made Milchama. Yaakov Avinu on his own did it. Meaning, the Ramban doesn't think that, you know, if you just sit and learn Torah, that's good enough. The Ramban thinks you need both. You need HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you need to make a plan on yourself. V'yesh Ba'od rames L'dorot. Third thing. We should know something, says the Ramban. For good and for bad. And all that Esav did to us, his children will do to us. And we should follow the path of, of Yaakov Avinu. The Ramban is saying, yeah, the Torah is telling us how to respond to Esav. We should we should prepare ourselves for the three things: sheizmin atzmo for prayer, lidaron for a bribe or a gift, ulahatzalak kidech milchama velivrahu natzel, and to run away or to make some military plan to win. And this will come up later on. And Chazal saw the remazim in this parsha. The rabban is telling us that when Esau starts up with us, we should, learn, we should look to Yaakov for a response. And Yaakov's response is all three. It's tefillah, obviously you have to daven ta'kadosh you have to beg a baruch It's daron. Daron can be translated in many ways, but it's some kind of appeasement or some kind of plan, if necessary. But three, it's l'milchama. We have to fight a war. We have to make a, a military plan. And if we do all those things, and I'm not saying all those things every time, but if we do those things, we're following the path of Yaakov Avinu, and we have a chance then, and a very good chance, to defeat the evil of Esav. Okay, that's the Ramban's opening introductory comment to the Parsha. Now, we go into the Parsha itself. And here you find references all the time, to Adoni Asov. li shor Sharvahamat Son v'av Voslecha la Hagid la Adoni, Limsochen Beinacha. Right? He keeps saying, you know, Kotomun la Adoni la Over and over again, it's Adoni. Why? So says the Ramban, Kotomun la Adoni la Koma Abdha Yaakov, Siva o Tom Sheyomru la Adoni la Asov, Anachnu Shelo, O Shlukhime elav. Right, we're sent by your servant, or we're, we're messengers of your servant. Right? It's as if Esav will ask, "Who are you?" And you'll say, "I belong to Abducha Yaakov." O Shakira O Yaakov, Adoni It's possible not only that that Yaakov referred to his brother as Adoni Esav when talking to the malachim. To emphasize to the messengers that when they mention Asav, they have to do it with incredible respect. Right? Yaakov yeah. is the master of the messengers. He calls Esav Adoni. Certainly, you, the messengers, have to call Esav Adoni. Veda why is this says the Raman. you should know ki ha kavod hazesh ya yaakov osel akhiv va avdoha right the, the 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 respect that yakov was showing his brother by referring to himself as as avdohan referring to Esav as adoni baavur ki ha-minhag bit sair lotei ma al kavod habuchor Ki aviv lanu al achicha Says the Ramban, the whole idea of the b'chor is showing respect. Right? The, the, the Limur of kabayit esavich ve'simecha es l'rabos achicha Agado is to compare your achicha ha'gadol to your parents. You have to show them respect. Why? Vihine. ya'akov l'akach b'chorato... Oto, oto Yaakov stole the Bukhora and Aisav hated him for it. Arelo, ki'ilu klum. It's as if Yaakov is telling him subtly, right? He's not not directly, but he's saying suddenly, I still think of you as the Bukhor. You're my older brother, I think of you as the Bukhar to sort of remove the anger from Esav's heart. Esav is angry at Yaakov because he stole the brachos. But if Yaakov treats Esav as if he didn't steal the brachos, as if Esav was still the Bukhor, as if Esav deserved the bechorah in the sense that he deserved the respect, then maybe, and we'll see that it did work. Maybe, maybe it will have an impact on Esav, and he'll, you know, some of the anger will go away. Okay, so that's the first ramban. That you have, you have to have a plan, and the plan is to sort of weaken Esau's anger by being respectful to him in a way that might, you know, allow him to forgive Yaakov in the end. Okay, a few psukim later, we find as follows. Vayira Yaakov mo'od vayetzer lo vayachat Right? Yaakov is, a very, is, a, is very afraid, and he makes a plan to sort of survive the attack of Esau. Why is Yaakov so afraid? So here, you see the greatness of the Ramban here is that he's going to describe things that didn't happen in the Torah. Right? When you think about it, Yaakov sends messengers. We don't know what happens with the messengers, and we know that the messengers come back and say to, to Yaakov, Avinu, it's not good. But it's not good because they met Esav and he said, I'm about to kill my brother? Like, what is it that the Malachim saw that led them to to tell Yaakov it's not good? So says the Ramban, First thing is, the fact is, Esav is coming to Yaakov. That doesn't sound good. Va'od, Apparently, four hundred people was a, was a, was a really big number in those days. Esav isn't just coming to Yaakov; he's coming with four hundred people. <laughs> he's terrified. Right? Why would he come with four hundred men if it wasn't for purposes of, of wiping out Yaakov and his whole family? So Yaakov is afraid objectively. Now, what happened with the messengers? So says the Ramban. The messengers came to Esav, but Esav didn't didn't respond to them. Maybe he didn't even meet them. It's possible. That when the messengers came to Asaph he basically, you know, told his people to tell them, I'm busy. I'm not interested in seeing the, the Malachim now. I'm not letting them meet me. Really, I would have thought to myself, says the Ramban, that had they met asaph he would have asked them, how's my brother? What's going on with his family? What seems to be the plan? And he would have asked, you know, how's he doing? You should tell him, I'm on my way to see him. Okay? So says the Raman. had the meeting gone differently, right? Had Esav met the messengers, had he planned to, to, to accept Yaakov's appeasement, and to make up with him, he would have told the messengers that. And they would have come back and told Yaakov that. But that's not what happened. Aval <inaudible> evrato His anger, his hatred, was just as strong as it was years ago, 20 years before. V'la'asot lo ra hayahu Right? The plan was, says the Ramban, to wipe out Yaakov. Okay, it doesn't say to wipe him out. But the plan was, Esav was as angry now as he was 20 years ago. And the plan was to do something terrible to Yaakov, and that's why Yaakov was terrified. Okay, good. Now, vihine hashluchim chakru In addition, the messengers, when they weren't accepted by Esav, so they hang out, they hung out sometimes at some point in Esav's camp. Viadu kihu krat Yaakov. Right, the sense you get is that Esav recruited four hundred men to wipe out Yaakov. They knew what they were doing. They knew what they were planning to do. Vizeta am vegam ki amru banu alak alisav Velo anna otanu davar velo shalakliha davar shalom. He does he's not coming in peace. Vigam Holech Likratcha Likratcha Bizra Vakhael. Vilachin Hosiflo al Pahadel. So now get even further terrified. Vaira Yaakov Ma'od Vayatzerlo. Vikhein Amru Raboteinu. Ki hashluchim hi kiru bo sinah. Right. It's not just that Esav wouldn't meet with them. They met a whole camp of angry people who were coming to wipe out Yaakov. Amu Esav, bo ke'ach, vuhu noheg imcha Esav. Right, you're treating him as a brother, but he's treating you as Esav. He's angry and he wants to wipe you out. So all this is great, and all this makes complete sense, except then the question is, so what happened, right? If Esav has a plan to wipe out, wipe out Yaakov, and he recruits four hundred men to come with him, and then Yaakov bows down and he and he forgives him. Says the Raman, yeah, kind of. Right. Remember, I said before, Yaakov keeps referring to him as Avdacha Yaakov, and Adoni Esav. Over time, that starts making a difference. That starts softening Esav, and so in the last moment. When he sees all these, all the kavod that he did, all the gifts that he's giving him, right? Sometimes we think, sometimes I think, it's so obvious that you're doing it to make him like you. How could that work? The answer is it does work. Le'maisa, even if the person knows why you're doing it, it makes a difference. Ad Gishto, a love, in addition to all the gifts, in addition to all appellations, Yaakovin, you know, who bows down seven times from a distance. So it takes a long time for the bowing to happen. In that moment, Nichmeru Rachamov, Asaf's heart heart melts, and he has he has sympathy on Yaakov. And he assumed, he concluded in that moment that Yaakov was telling him, You're really the Bechor. You're really the person I owe respect to, and therefore I'm giving you the respect now. And therefore he took comfort in this, and he changed his mind. Now, the Ramban often quotes Psukim instead of explaining things himself, right? It's a literary device that he uses, and it's fantastic. I don't know if he's quoting Apostle here as a literary device or if he's saying no, literally that God changed Esau's heart in that moment. Right? My instinct is no. My instinct is the plan changed Esau's heart. But sometimes, says Ramban, you know, if you needed it to, to be, HaKadosh Baruch could change somebody's heart. And the plan to kill Yaakov in that moment changed into they were really brothers and Yaakov was respecting him. And Esav, at the end of the day, was happy to accept Yaakov as his brother. Hard to know which one it is. But the fact is, that's what happened. He was going to hurt him. The plan was to hurt him. In that moment, with the bowing and the gifts and all the, the nice references to Esav, he changed his mind. Okay. Next. Perek, Lam, and Gimel, Posuk Chavav. The Ramban is going to now give us a lesson for for our times or for future times. Paraklamet mm-hmm. bet, Sorry about that. Says the Posuk as follows, right? The sorrow shall asav fights with Yaakov, Kilo He couldn't overcome Yaakov. Vaiiga be right he grabbed the man's sciatic nerve va take a kafir yakov be of and he injures yakovovinu why what's the point what does it mean that he couldn't overcome him? says the raman malakh gibo reka khoset right quotes another pasuk. because kidlo here shallow right god didn't allow it rakb ma sha saimo laha ka God allowed the malach to hurt Yaakov, but He didn't allow the malach to, to, to end the fight, to decisively defeat Yaakov. The Ramban, just like before, massa for good, massa for bad also. And Chazal point out that when vateka kafiyach Yaakov, when the malach hurt Yaakov's thigh. He kiviyachol, or k'ilu, hurt the thigh of every tzaddik in the future. Zedoro shel sh'mad. Okay, it says the, um, It's a reference to generations of persecution. I'm going to read this, but it's hard to read. V'a'inyan, ki hame'ora kalu kulo remez l'dorotav, sh'yedor b'zaro shel Ya'akov, it's hinting that there will be a generation in which Esav will come really, really close to defeating us. Really, really close. satan could mean one of two things. It could mean to stop them from having children going forward or just to destroy them. There was such a generation im tain al if I have to dial kiddush Hashem I'm happy to dial kiddush Hashem miad but they need to kill me immediately because it will be too hard for me to hold out aval but I, I can't live through a whole generation like that I can't live through the extended torture that they're going to put me through I'll skip to the end says the Ramban, since then, the Ramban is talking in the Middle Ages, he's saying, since the time of the Tanaim, we've had worse generations, and they've done worse to us. Right? At the end of the story, the Torah tells, right? He came complete. He survived it. And says the Ramban, and the Ramban, you know, lived through, through difficult times also. You know, I, I don't want to compare times. We're living through difficult times. The Ramban lived through difficult times. The Ramban is telling us the story of the sorrow. Shal Esav is to let us know, no matter how bad it looks, no matter how dark it feels, no matter how much pain we're in, we're going to be okay. We're going to survive. Not only going to survive, we're going to thrive. And we're going to live for a time of the Gula. Okay, that's the story of Yaakov and Esav. There's one other fascinating story in this week's Parsha. Fascinating is not really the right term. It's, it's, it's a galus story, another galus story. And that's the story of Dina and Shechem. Right? She is kidnapped. She is raped. She is mistreated. All by Shechem ben Hamor. And then we come to an interesting Pasuk. Right? This terrible thing happens. And then, Shechem ben Khamor come to visit Yaakov and his sons. And we read. Harbu alay, he says, Harbu alai ma'od mo'ar wa'umatan va'ateinak va'at tanak ka'ashe yomu alay utnu li et hanara He really loves her. He really wants to marry her. Now the Pesach. Va'ya'anu b'nei Yaakov et Shechem va'at Hamor aviv b'mirma va'yidaberu They were, on some level, dishonest. Why? Asher timei et dina achotam, because Shem, I'm sorry, Shem, no, Chamor had defiled dina their sister. Okay, now this is a very, very difficult story. It's not that the Ramman makes it difficult; it's just difficult. The first question is as follows: Hine says the Ramban on Pesuk Yud Gimel, Chamor uShem elav v'el achal dibru. Right? Chamor and Shem stood in front right? of the entire family lo right, It's interesting. Yaakov Vinu was a young man when he came to the house of Lavan. Now he's already an old man when he's on his way back. He didn't answer them. Why? Because it's disrespectful to Yaakov Vinu to answer the kidnapper, to answer the terrorists, to answer the, these, these evil people. So he didn't say a word the whole time because it's so disgusting what Shem did it's so disgusting what Hamor did they didn't want Yaakov it would be disrespectful to Yaakov to have him answer any of the, the claims or any of the demands made by the terrorists okay that's the first point the Ramban makes but now the difficult question what's the question Shehad davar nira ki biratzon avi anu. Right, it looks like whatever the plan was, Yaakov Avinu knew the plan. They all met together, and it sounds like he agreed with it. Ki lefanav hayu ma Yaakov Avinu knew that his sons were being dishonest. Veim kain lama kaas. What's the whole anger at Reuven and Shimon, which, by the way, the anger, you know, stayed with Yaakov inu till birchos Yaakov in Parshas Vayechi, right? Shimon levi achim, kalei chamas mecharos sehem bichlal, b'sodam al-tavon, afshi b'kalam al kiba apam ki ba'apam hargo'i, shuvir tsalam right? He was still angry later, so we'll come back to that. So the first thing is, what's he angry about if he was part of the plan? v'od. And even if he wasn't part of the plan. There's no way he wanted his daughter to marry the rapist. All the brothers answered what they answered, which is, get a bris and we'll make peace with you. But Shimon and Levi took it much further, right? They massacred the town. And Yaakov was angry at them and only them. So what's going on? The Ramban has a fascinating answer. The dishonesty, the trickery involved telling them, get a brismila and then everything will be fine. They didn't think the people would do it, right? One of our problems when we learn Parsha Shavua is we know that. We've done it so many times. We know. Yaakov's sons tell them, get a bris milah. They'll, they get a bris milah, and then they massacre the town. But when you read it forward, right, let's ask a question. How many people were in Shechem? It's hard to know these things, right? I, I often think this about, about um, Stom and Amora, where they're 50, whether they're 500, whether are 5,000, right? What happens at the meeting? Shem and Hamar call a meeting. And they say, listen, Hamar wants to marry Dina. All that Yaakov's family wants from us is a brismilah. Right? That's no small request. It's painful. It, it, you know, if I were there, I would say, like, that's crazy. So first, says the Ramban, Yaakov's sons never imagined that the town would go for it. it doesn't make sense that they would. If they listen to their leaders, Then They'll come on the third day when the people are in pain and they'll take Dina back. There's nothing about a massacre in the plan. That's what Yaakov agreed to. But Shimon and Levi, they couldn't leave well enough alone and they killed the city. Okay, and so assume you assume in the Ramban that the anger of Yaakov at Shimon and Levi is, yes, I agreed to the plan. The plan was, let's tell them to get a bris milah. Either they won't and we'll take Dina back, or they will, and it'll be easy to take Dina back because they'll all be in pain. But Shimon and Levi went ahead and did what they did. Okay, fine. The problem is that Shimon and Levi aren't just anybody. Right. Even if you want to discount Shimon, right? Levi is the, is the great, you know, the leader of Sheva Levi. Moshe and Aaron come from Levi. How could it be? How could it be? How could they have done this? How could they have killed the innocent people? So here you come to a, a major machlokis between the Rambam and the Ramban about the, the Sheva Mitzvos b'nei Noach. The Rambam says in Hilchos Shoftim, in, uh, I'm sorry, in Hilchos Molachim, Perek Tess Halacha Yudalit, the Rambam says as follows. There are seven mitzvot b'nai noach. The six that we know, right? The big three of uh, Avodah Zohar Gileras and Shvichas Damim, and then Eivre Minachai, Birchas Hashem, and what's the last one? Every Hashem. Oh, and um. No, Dinim is the last one. So the, the answer is says the Rambam, six are achi of Misa. The seventh is the obligation to enforce the other six. So says the Rambam, as we know, every one of the Zion Mrs. B'nai Noach is a of Misa. The people of Shem all had an obligation to enforce the law against Chamor and against Shechem, who violated Gezel. That's the last, that's the one I missed before. Gezel is kidnapping. When they kidnapped Dina, they were Chayv Misa. When the people of Shechem did not enforce that rule, they themselves became Chayv Misa. Okay? That's the Rambam's idea. kol hariga, gazal ra'u <laughs> v'lo Says the Ramban, I don't think it's true. Now Ramban dripping with sarcasm. Sheim Kaina Ya Yaakov, first of all, he says, Then Yaakov should have killed them. Why do you get mad at, at, at Shimon and Levi? Yaakov should have done it himself. And if he was afraid to do it, so Shimon and Levi were brave. So they did it. They should be praised for it. Okay? Says the Ramban instead. Rather, says the Ramban, there's a broad, broad category of dinim that covers a lot of, uh, of Mishpat and a lot of the, of I'm skipping. Okay, part of the mitzvah is to make judges. Says the Ramban, you're only chay of misa for the low lotases, but the asay in the Zion Mises Menach of dinim that's not a Chayv Misa. But then he really makes the point. Hashem hayu. I'm sorry. They weren't low lives. They weren't Chayv Misa for a thousand other reasons? How could it be that the only thing they were Chayv Misa for was Dinim for not enforcing the law against Hamar? They should be Chayv Misa for a thousand reasons says the Ramban, that's not what happened. What happened was since Dammam, the, their, their, their blood was worth nothing to the Bnei Yakov, they were bad, bad people. And they were all Chayv Misa. So when the opportunity arose, Shimon and Levi enforced that halacha. It wasn't that they had to. If we're honest with ourselves, it's because they wanted to. And therefore they enforced the halacha. Now, the problem we're left with is we understand why Shimon and Levi did it. These were bad people. But why was Yaakov so angry? And if Yaakov was angry as the parsha ends, because maybe all the people in the surrounding towns will gang up on him, but apparently it didn't happen. Now it's interesting, the Ramban thinks it did happen. The Ramban thinks in the Sefer, Milchamot Hashem, which is, uh, people refer to it by different names, it's some Sefer of history that didn't make it into the mainstream the people did gang up on them and Yaakov had to go to war or he needed a miracle to save them. But the end of the story really is problematic because Yaakov comes up so strongly against Shimon and Levi, but the Torah, right? And Yaakov says, "Right, It's going to be bad because of what you did. But the Torah gives the last word to Shimon O'Levi, Vayomru hachizona yaaset Right, when all is said and done, whoever we pascan like, whatever the reason, these are bad people, these are evil people, these are people who turned our sister into a zonah, and we can't abide that. And therefore, Shimon Levi did what they did. They were never forgiven by their father, but it's possible they were, given, they were forgiven by history. And it's possible that Shimon and Levi, and particularly Levi, were able to take on a leadership position in spite of what they did, or maybe, maybe because of what they did. I don't know, I'm just suggesting it. And, uh, you know, we should learn lessons from Shimon on Levi. Shabbat Shalom to all.